Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, I'm so excited to have you presenting on anxiety reduction, because I know there is so much anxiety about grief and loss, isn't there? Well, I think that what's important for people to realize is that it's completely normal to be anxious after a loss. And a lot of times I find clients and friends of mine coming to me and saying, Heidi, I'm so nervous. I'm so anxious. And I don't know what's going on. And I feel really out of control. But you know, mom, after you've had a death, it's normal to feel anxious. Absolutely. And uh, I wanted to remind you that this show is brought to you by the Compassionate Friends in partnership with the Open to Hope Foundation. And I know that Compassionate Friends is very interested in these issues of anxiety and loss because I've heard a lot of people in the grief and loss world talking about it. They, they have. And, and it is important to build awareness and realize you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Being extremely anxious after you've lost somebody is completely normal. So the question is, what do we do about that anxiety? Because, you know, sometimes people are in situations where they have to have it controlled. I've had people in the subways. I've had people at work saying, I'm having an anxiety attack. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So today, mom, you and I are going to give people 12 things that they can do relatively quickly to get a handle on their anxiety when they need to. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people forget about their breathing, Heidi, our number one thing. And that is when you're stressed, you've got this adrenaline going and the breath comes in the upper part of the body. And you really need to think about moving it down into the lower part of the body by the belly breathing uh, and, and maybe counting one, two, three, four, five, and breathing in slowly and in and out. So that's a, that's a great first tip, Heidi. Absolutely. And, you know... Um, it is the number one thing you can do quickly to change the way that you feel. So you need to put your feet on the ground, ground yourself, and think about moving your breath all the way from your feet up into your head and back down. Because when we're grieving, we're oftentimes kind of floating, and we feel like we're having an out-of-body experience. So this will kind of ground us again. That's why you need to put your feet on the ground and be able to feel your feet. Well, yeah. I got them on the ground right now, Heidi. Well, I've got them on the ground and we're breathing, let's talk about snapping. Okay, so, so uh, yes, snapping can move you from a, um, it can move you back into your head if you need to. If you're in a hard place, if you're crying, if you're overwhelmed with emotions, snapping can move you into a more head place, more cognitive place so that you can move back out in the world. Pretend you're at school and you're overwhelmed with grief or you're at work and you're crying really bad and you need to leave the bathroom and go back out into your classroom or into your office and be okay. Snap 50 times. Let's do that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Make it fun. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This way. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't know where we are. <laughs> We're at 50. What about Talk about candy. Okay, so snapping I know sounds strange, but it really does work. And it takes a lot to snap, head, physical body, cognitive. 
Um, the next place is candy. Be proactive. Have candy in your purse, have candy in your pocket, have candy in your wallet, wherever. So peppermint and cinnamon are good flavors because they're very tart. If you're feeling overwhelmed with anxiety and overwhelmed with grief, which grief and anxiety are the same thing, take a piece of candy, put it in your mouth, and think about it. Wow, Heidi, I wish I had a piece now. That's you know, nice. right? Open it up and think about it and eat it, suck on it very slowly. It brings you back into the present. All of these things will bring you back into the present because anxiety is about would have, could have, could have the future, you know, thinking about the past and what we could have done, what we should have done, what we would have done. And it's freaking out about the future. Absolutely. Well, self-compassion, that's a really important one because doing these things, breathing, snapping, candy, these are things that are self-compassionate for you. And that's important. You got to take care of yourself. We do. We need to take care of ourselves when we're feeling anxious and we need to not judge our, the way that we're grieving. Because when you judge it and you say, oh my gosh, I'm feeling anxious. I'm so scared. You get more anxious. It'll only get so high. So if you're having an anxiety attack and you're grieving and you're worried, don't worry about it because uh, you can observe it. It'll get up to a 10 and then you'll peak and then you'll start observing it going back down. Mm -hmm. you're not, you're not, your, your body's not going to explode when you have an anxiety attack. I know people, uh, somebody once said, uh, nobody died of dehydration from crying. And that's one of the things you have sometimes when you're anxious is crying and it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to feel anxious. You've had a big thing happen to you. Um, cold water, like you said, mom, is great because go into the bathroom mm -hmm. and put your hands under a faucet or grab ice cubes or put your hands in a tub or something like that and think about it because it'll move you quickly into the present. You know, I know what uh, runners do when they're going to pass out and they're afraid they're going to die of dehydration or whatever. They put popsicles under there in their armpits. Oh, that's interesting. That'll do it. That'll bring you into the present. That's right. <laughs> that's sure. Jumping into well, a the, cold pool will yeah. bring you into the present. Yeah, you could do a cold dip. You know, uh, it's incredible that, uh, the, well, the bathroom is one place you can always go. Right. Because nobody's going to say, hey, you can't go to the bathroom. Exactly. So anything that will bring you into the present is really, really important. Um, because you need to get out of your, you know, you need to get out of the, the past and the future. Those are the things that cause anxiety. The present right this very second does not cause anxiety. Right now we're all together on this, this podcast and we're all talking and we're all in community. So we need right. to stay in the present. The one minute rule, mom. I love this one because it's so easy to do. Do something that you can accomplish something in one minute. Mm -hmm. Do it in one minute. Mm -hmm. And I also heard something about the five second rule. Have you ever thought, wow, I should go work out, but you don't do it and it's only in your head for five seconds? Act on it. So if something is going to be beneficial for you, it's the five second rule. The minute you're thinking something positive that you should do, do it immediately. Because if you wait beyond five seconds, usually you're not going to do it. The one minute rule is, is do something in a minute. Clean mm -hmm. your purse out, clean your wallet out, do something for yourself. It only takes a minute. You've accomplished something. I, mean, I love the number eight, make a bed, because uh, that's one thing I do every morning because I've accomplished a task every day. Yes. Make your bed, it changes the energy in your room, it makes you feel more accomplished, it makes you feel less anxious. Then your bed is made all day. When you come home at night, your bed is made. It's the one thing you've accomplished in the day. And sometimes when we're grieving, we don't feel like we've done anything. You know, it's important to move. 
because uh, they say if you move every 30 minutes, it really changes your body chemistry. So if you're sitting in an office or if you're watching TV or something, get yourself up, get a drink of water, figure out a reason to move. Just get up and move around, maybe touch your toes or do a little stretch or whatever. I agree, and I have a Fitbit on right now. Uh -huh. And it'll tell me to move. It'll say it's been 30, it's been 30 minutes, stand up or get up and move. I mean, it'll give me, it'll vibrate so that I, I move because I'm at a desk a lot and it helps me to get away from my desk. And like you said, mom, moving is really important. When we feel really anxious or really bad, take a walk, do something to move your body. Mm -hmm. And even just put your arms up over your head and yeah. you know, do a stretch of your desk That's or do a one. turn or whatever. Yeah, put your hands up above your head for five seconds because oftentimes our hands are below our heart. So mm -hmm. the blood's running down. So do that for five seconds and you'll, you'll start to feel your energy shift. You'll feel better. You'll feel you know, it, it's interesting because when people are anxious, they think I've got to do, let's see, I can't get up and walk to the water fountain. I've got to go walk a mile. Right. You, know, you just get these crazy ideas in your head that you're not, if you can't do the big things that you've always done, you're not going to do it. I agree. You need to start small. Mm -hmm. Don't set yourself up for failure by starting too big. You know, that's what happens after you know, New Year, the New Year's resolutions. People will say, I'm going to go to the gym every day. It's too big a, a goal. Right, exactly. You know, the idea of just maybe parking your car a little bit further away from the office or taking just one flight of stairs rather than the elevator. Start small. Exactly. You can even go down instead of up the first time. Mm -hmm, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, positive thoughts. Thinking, so, you know, when, we, when we're anxious, we start to, we, we usually say negative things to ourselves. We criticize ourselves and we're negative. We're being mm -hmm. we're anxious because we're telling ourselves negative stories. That's mm -hmm. causing us anxiety. Right, right. So, we love those negative stories. I, you know, I don't know why, but we, we get caught in them rather than telling positive stories or maybe even giving up your story. Right. Deciding, uh, you know, you're tired of it. I always say when people go to the Compassionate Friends, they have an opportunity to tell their story over and over and over and to the point where it begins to bore you. And that's really when you know healing's coming in, when you're not compelled to think negative thoughts and you can bring in the positive. Maybe it's- Well, and I think that when you keep telling your story and over and over, hopefully eventually you make meaning of it somehow yeah. and it transforms. Right, into a more positive. You can find right. some of the positive aspects of it and look for those positive things. You know, Heidi, I think it's really important to think positive thoughts about yourself. Well, I absolutely agree with you because it's violent communication when we don't. Talk to yourself like you would to a friend. Mm -hmm. um, say things to yourself that you would say to a friend. If you wouldn't say it to a friend, don't say it to yourself. Yep, and um, you really have to catch yourself on that. Would you say yeah. it to a friend? Ask yourself that. I like because that idea. It's, it's yeah. important to take care of yourself. Music, love it. But you have to be careful because, you know, sometimes when you're grieving, music sets people off. Put a playlist in with positive music if you're trying to get out of your anxious place. Mm -hmm. um, set a playlist that doesn't remind you of the person that died that makes you that shifts your energy in a positive way mm -hmm. smile I love that one because if you smile I always tell uh, Heidi's dad that he's had some surgery and he hasn't been feeling very well and I keep saying hey smile your brain will think you're happy exactly and what you can do is this is re very research based you can take a pen or a pencil and put it in your mouth and force yourself to smile for 60 seconds. It'll right, tell right. me that you are happy because see how my mom's <laughs> muscles are going up? 
The brain thinks that means she's feeling good and she's in a good mood. So you can do this. Look in the mirror and do it. I know it sounds really corny, but it works. Ah, I'm a liar. <laughs> I feel so good now. Um, try it. Try it. You don't have to be in a good mood to do it. You don't have to believe it to do it. That's the great part about this. Do it and it'll still work. Absolutely. And lastly is gratitude. And my mom and I talk a great deal about gratitude. I know that after a loss, it's very hard to have gratitude. People fight this because they don't think that there's anything to be grateful for. But the more we can find the little things in life to be grateful for, the more it'll grow and we'll feel better and we'll figure out that life is still worth living. And there's people on this earth that are still worth feeling grateful for. So it's a hard thing. You got to start out small with this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it can be uh, to start out with just that you can match your socks or that you can get out of bed or that you can stand and walk or that you, uh, you, you know, you can see some of the beauty around you. There is a, a beautiful tree or, uh, you know, depending on what you like yourself, music or whatever, find some, something in life and just uh, think about it and you can make gratitude lists. What we focus on grows. And I used to say to my clients, I used to live in New York City and I'd say to my client, now I live in Tucson, Arizona, and I'd say to my clients when I lived in New York, um, when they'd leave my office, I'd say, on your way to the subway, I want you to, to look at 10 things that you're grateful for because in New York City, it's, it, it's, for some people, it's easy to focus on negative. Mm -hmm. um, and I, that would be their job. And they'd feel better by the time they got home. Mm -hmm. In the short run, uh, you may feel when you're angry or whatever or stressed in the short run, you may feel somewhat empowered by it, strangely enough. But uh, shortly after, you start feeling it as a real downer and upset. And, you know, anxiety is something like, wow, I'm really moving now. I'm really getting, I'm really feeling, you can feel. But um, it, it re releasing all those uh, adrenaline hormones can really take a, a hit on your health and on your attitude and on your mind. So Heidi, what are your, some of your last thoughts for those anxious folks out there? Um, I would just say that it's normal. I would be very compassionate with yourself. Um, I would say that over time, it's not going to last. And just observe it. Observe when it happens. Observe what's going on before, during, and after so that you can learn how to better manage it. Mm -hmm. and, and pick something out of this list we've got here. Uh, don't overcome yourself. Pick one small thing and say, I'm going to do this today. And uh, you can uh, contact us at opentohope.com. We want to thank you for watching uh, this webinar today. And we want to invite you to visit us at opentohope.com. And please take care of your anxiety.